This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Travis Mayer. Who was it? Adrian Conway the other day. And he was like, yeah, you're seventh. And I was like, no, this is my eighth. <laughs> but it's just kind of funny that like something such a stupid little thing that it can't, I mean, it can't be hard to go online and alter that for them. But you know what, it, Travis, it, apparently it is. Myself. You, you know, we do research on so many athletes and you'd be stunned at how many people for that very reason, or how about you get married and you change your name and yeah. you lose big chunks of your career um, oh, yeah. on that website. It's, it's, that's a shame. I figured your people would have gotten it right. <laughs> so that's yeah. why I asked. Yeah, um, no, no, and that's I'm, right. And I'm glad yeah. I did. Freya Moosebrugger. Do you uh, fight with Michelle as much as Patrick Connor does? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I'm He's new. a pain in the ass, isn't he, with her? He, the two of them, are they go at it. I love it. You should see the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to see the group chat. Oh, it's so funny. But um, yeah, I'd say I, I'm newer and younger and uh, not that- You know your place. Yeah. yeah. Pat really respects Michelle, I can tell. But there is some pushback. And I mean, he has a lot of experience and he knows his body really well. So sometimes he'll be like, hey, I'm not doing that or I'm changing that or whatever. And that that's totally understandable. I mean, he's been in the sport for years. So I sure. I mean, I don't have that experience. I'm just going to listen, do what I'm told. So Pat is older and grumpier. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, he's a dad now, so he's definitely grumpier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so is Owen, it- Owen is the cutest baby, and he doesn't seem like a lot of trouble. So, yeah, it's pretty oh, lucky. Yeah. You didn't, um, Scott. You didn't say. Know. You didn't say who day the way you usually say who day when we talk about Andre. So I I live in Ohio here in uh, in the states, and the Cincinnati Bengals are just down the road. And do you know their chant? Mm-hmm. Who day? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's cool. And it's a that's it's a cool. it's a play on words of who are they, who they. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's honestly how I tell people name. to pronounce my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the easiest so way to go. Around here, it. we always say, "Andre, who do?" <laughs> Thank so, you for sharing that. Nice. I wanted to make sure Andre knew that. Yeah, because I actually picked you for my fantasy CrossFit. Uh, in the final week of the f- semifinals, and that's how I picked you during our uh, our draft. It's very that's dramatic. Cool. I like that. First things first. I was reading through, doing some more research. Um, why is it so hard to say your last name? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I think there's a lot of different ways that it could go. I think when you read it a lot of different ways make sense. So I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Mikhailishin, Mikkelshin, Mikkelishin. Like sometimes I'm someone's like, how do you say it? And it kind of takes me a second to, cause I've heard it so many different ways now. And I kind of just accept all of them as correct, but they're not, it's Mikkelishin. I've almost forgotten yeah. what it is. 
So you actually, I, I saw an interview and you said, and the question was, what do you want the CrossFit community to know about you? And you said the phonetic spelling of my last name so they can say it right. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think I had it like written out. So it's Mick, uh, Lish in, but I think when I wrote it down phonetically, like it could have gone either way. So I need to like change it. <laughs> well, I, um, I was looking through your Instagram and I'm going to share it real quick here. So you posted this to kind of soak in, um, and hopefully you can hear the volume on this. Uh, does the announcer sit right? No. I think I think it's right. I think someone's asked me this before. I think it's the. I think it's the emphasis. I think he puts the emphasis in the wrong spot. So I think he goes Miklishin. But so like that's like kind of right. But I think it's it should be Miklishin. So close enough. I would accept okay. that. <laughs> okay. Um, here's my last question for you, Heinrich, and that is um, the weekend is over at Madison. And what would you consider your weekend to be a success? And how are you going to celebrate that success? Well, well, I, I would like to see myself in top 10. And, and it would be nice to crap up event win and then probably going to after parties and doing the Patrick Wellner thing for beers in two hands. <laughs> the Patrick <Yeah>. Wellner thing. <laughs> yeah, I saw him doing it last year. <laughs> yeah, that that needs to be a thing that he, <laughs> he is legendary about of the after party life. Yeah. And uh, we need we need to name it. When he retires, the after party should be called the Patrick Patrick Vellner party. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that brings me a follow-up. Everybody we've talked to says Patrick is the most fun to talk to behind the scenes in the warm-up area because he's so laid back and loosey-goosey that he just jokes around and, and brings everybody a little bit at ease. Uh, did, did you get a chance to hang out with him at all in the warm-up area? Yeah, actually, in the games, we didn't talk like at all. But in the Rogue, Rogue Invitational, I I got to chat with him, and he's he's really fun guy. Yeah, he is. Is there any fun banter, you know, down there in the warm up area or in the corrals with you and with other athletes, like before a workout, or is there a little bit of trash talking before a workout? <laughs> yeah, definitely with the last hour do gig. Amanda Barnhart. Yeah, I like showed up there and they're like, hey, you're going to do this thing with Ryan Lochte. Like we had no plans. I mean, I, I kind of knew we were going to do something, but I didn't know what. Um, also, was like super starstruck meeting him because I was a swimmer my whole life. Um, him and Michael Phelps were my favorite swimmers by far. So I get to meet him like and then I'm doing a seminar with him. I don't feel even remotely qualified to be teaching swimming with Ryan Lochte. Like I swam at Cleveland State. It's a low-level division one school like I was a, a decent swimmer but nowhere even in the conversation with Ryan Lochte so we're doing this thing and he's super unfamiliar with CrossFit like he comes to Wadapalooza just like 
basically having no idea what CrossFit is at this point. <laughs> like he just thinks I'm like some muscly girl and like he's, you know, trying to figure out like the whole weekend and just first day there, he's like getting really overwhelmed. So he has no idea what CrossFitters do in general, let alone what they do when they swim or that most CrossFitters cannot swim. So he's like giving these like super technical advice or advice that just like, isn't very relevant because a lot of times like the swim portion of workouts becomes like survival for swimmers or for CrossFitters and not so much like trying to thrive in the water. It's more like trying to survive. So I feel like he would give like super good technical swimming advice. That would be great for someone who like kind of knows how to swim. And then I would be like, okay, so I know what this is going to feel like from a CrossFitter perspective. I also know what Ryan means from a swimming perspective because I have the swimming background. So I kind of tried to like mesh the two, like the first couple of questions, I felt like I was like overstepping with him, but he didn't care at all. And he, he's like such a laid back, awesome person. So as it went on, I didn't feel as bad and just kind of like continued to, to correct him in some ways um, to explain more of like how this works for CrossFit. But yeah, it was really fun. I feel like people enjoyed getting the, the drastic perspectives from the two of us. Yeah. I think first of all, it's, it was cool for them to get to meet an Olympian and an elite CrossFit athlete. They, they are not in that league at that point. And but your political correctness on the first couple questions of trying not to overstep. And then it got to the point where like, I just need to step in here. Yeah. Be like, ah, you know what? I disagree. <laughs> yeah. That's not how I would do that. I, I think they were asking like, how would you approach this? And he would say something and I'd be like, mm, that's not how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause he would approach it and he actually would answer it how he yes. himself would approach it. Yeah, um, but not being an Olympic CrossFit, swimmer, not knowing CrossFit as an Olympic swimmer. So like, it was totally t hard for him to give that advice. And I think that the, the day we did that seminar was before he had done a, a workout. So the, we did another one like on Saturday morning and he, that morning had swam with Annie and someone else. They did like a row swim run and he went out so hard on the row. And then obviously swam really fast and then got on the runner and just absolutely died. And I think Annie caught him. So like, I feel like he would have had different advice on Saturday than he did on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so how fun was that? That So you were there with tear, mm -hmm. got to hang out. Um, it's a big party. Uh, that was my first experience at Wadapalooza. I call it the CrossFit family reunion. Yeah. That um, so I competed at Waterpolis in 2020, and that was my first time going, and it was just a fun experience in general. Being there and seeing how many I was shocked how many people go to Waterpolisa. Like it is so cool from a community perspective to meet so many different people, so many different divisions. Um, so it was fun then, and then this year was just next level fun because I had no stress of competing. I wasn't worried about my sleep or my recovery or my nutrition. I was literally just out in the sun with friends, you know, meeting with all my sponsors, meeting fans, watching the competition. Um, it was honestly one of the funnest weekends I've had in a really long time. Yeah. And if you're a CrossFit junkie, the vendor village there, I would say is bigger than the games. I've never been in vendor village at the games, but I have heard that it competes, that it's very, very good. Ariel Lowen. And so one question I had for you is, do you think at any point you were playing it safe? 
I wouldn't say necessarily like, playing it safe, but like, oh, okay, I got six in this workout. That's a good score. Okay, I got seventh in this workout. That's a good score. Not like clawing my way for top five finishes as much as I should have. And the reason I asked that is last year when you were at Granite Games, it was all new. You didn't, you never had the games before. So there was no fear of losing it because you never had it. Right. Right. This year, you know what it is now. You've had it before and you won it again. And it's a, it's an adage in all, all sports, right? You play not to lose instead of playing to win. Right. Yeah, when and it was like I just want to come back and bite you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so um, glad it did because I was kind of like chilled all weekend. Even if I would have got fifth place, it's so much more satisfying what happened with the last chance qualifier, qualifying that way than it would have been. Hey, I got fifth place. I got by through the claw or like the skin of my teeth. Now it's. You know, I fought for it and I feel super confident going into the games because I've worked hard. Yeah, I just I think it was a great humbling experience. Like I was just kind of, you know, pointing out is I felt she did come in a tad bit overconfident. And um, I think it just kind of um, humbled her in that experience that it still takes like super hard. Like you're saying, you got to claw or Ariel was saying you got to claw your way, you know, up the, every workout to get to the games. It's by no means an easy feat. Yeah. And I, um, I, I like how you said you talk about confidence because it's, it's fragile too. confidence can, can come and go. You, you used my podcast as a, an example. I have a bad show and all of a sudden, like I start questioning myself, right? I've done 400 of these. I'm going to have a bad show. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that, and, and I should be confident, but it doesn't mean that it, it stays there. Right. But what is beautiful is you go to the last chance qualifier and you put on a show. Like it right. wasn't just by the skin of your teeth. It was, uh, this is mine and I am taking it. Right. Almost to the point to where it was like, in some workouts, um, it was by one rep that I won. And in some by it was like, um, 10 seconds, but it was like, I don't care. I want Dylan when he was cheering, he would say, I want to leave no doubt. Like one of those spots, if I'm going to earn it, I want to earn it fair and square. Yeah. I, um, it, it's, it was just beautiful to watch, right? You won by 40 points. There was no doubt mm -hmm. you won right. three or four events. And I would say going in, I was probably, following your career i was probably most confident in event two for you yeah same, same. We all, we all that's the one event i expected like oh, okay i would expect to win this and it was the one event i did not <laughs> right like it's crazy yeah. and it you is. dominated some of those so it was uh it, it just was beautiful to watch because i i tell people i actually i was w watching Savon one night and they I were talking about comment. you yeah how that Ariel is the people don't realize how fast she is on her hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the, the um, privilege of being right beside her on at lane 10 at syndicate when she crushed that. that workout. And I was like, 
they were they were not even mentioning her as someone fast on their hands. And I that's when I piped in and they actually put it up. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that. I mentioned it to her that you had uh, given her a shout out that Ariel uh, took second at the syndicate. She's pretty fast on her hands, you know, mm-hmm. and that was 400 meters, I think, of running on your hands. So feet. running on your hands. 400 feet. Yeah. Oh, 400 feet. You're right. You're right. But you're talking yeah. about these feet on our feet. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Uday. Um, I know that that at one point you were training with your brother and something happened there where you lost him and it made you like focus on a goal for him. Can mm. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So when I started CrossFit, my brother got really involved because uh, he also loves sports and he was just he was just super big fan of watching and he was also into it himself same level um so he became became like my support person uh the first few years uh when i started crossfit in 2014 2015 and he would travel with me for my first competitions and just be that support person and he he believed in me like like a lot and it's not like he didn't do that in the past but we never really had that type of bond that we created uh when i started crossfit it was kind of strange not strange but we just became very, very close from that. Also, at, at that stage, we're both grown up and, you know, we were both know where we're heading in life. And yeah, we really bonded over this. And so I, I managed to qualify for a really big competition. It was like 100 athletes that qualified. And I qualified as like, I basically got some backfilling spots because I finished like 101st on the leaderboard. We went to this big competition. It was games, athletes, big regionals, athletes, and and um, and it it went okay. Like it was my first competition, and and after that that competition, we kind of debriefed and we're like, we're gonna we're gonna make it to regionals and we're gonna make it to the games one day. And we just kind of sat over dinner and we talked about that and we just we just kind of wrote it down and said that that's gonna be that's gonna happen. And three months later, my brother passed away in an accident. Um, he was super passionate about taking photos. And he lived part-time in Switzerland, uh, going to hotel school there, and was in the mountains um, shooting some pictures and, and, and slipped and fell down a mountain, um, like just a cliff with 200-meter free fall. Um, and I was at a competition uh at that time as well and uh, my mom called me in the middle of the night and told me the news and you know from that day on everything kind of changes in your life uh nothing is really the same and 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 some people they they handle this in in some way and, and some in other way and i think the way i handle it was just it just made me even more not cold blooded and but it just made me more focused on CrossFit more than ever. And and since we had created that bond in regards to CrossFit and we had talked about regionals and really set that goal, I I just told myself that there's nothing that's gonna stop me before I reach those goals. And and anybody who knows me, like that was pretty much a turning point. And I've always been very serious about a lot of things, but after that happened, it it became even more black and white things in my life, and um, and so since that happened, I've just been super laser focused on it, and I had a lot of obstacles with injuries, and 
and things like that. And <clears throat> I just, just happy I never gave up and I kept coming. And in 2017, there was one spot from qualifying. And in 2018, I, I managed to qualify for regionals um, despite being super injured that whole year as well. And then, yeah, 2021, I qualified for my first individual CrossFit Games and felt like I just ticked all the boxes. Uh, and, and that just was a huge relief because when you set such like square goals and you have decided that no matter what, you're not going to quit, you, you have to understand like if, if you don't make it, then that's something that I would always remember the rest of my life. And you never know what can happen in life. You could keep not making it for various reasons, not being fit enough or injury or sickness or something like that. So when I 2021 qualified, it was just a huge relief for myself and for my family and my fiance. And everyone was like, wow, like we did it. Thank God. Like that had been like seven years of, really grinding and it'd been tough and but it was just amazing to 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 realize that dream and that goal and that promise back and think how blessed lucky whatever you want to call it you qualified for the last regionals they ever had right exactly and that was one of the goals that you had made with your brother and you make it in the last year they ever have them and then, yeah. and you said even super injured, you made it. So that check that one yeah. off. And then Travis Mayer, he's here. You, you're an eight times games competitor. Yep. That is in the upper pantheon of athletes who have competed in these games. Do you ever think about that your legacy that way? No, no. Not really. Well, I mean, I think I just look at it as each year I'm striving to give my best and try to do better than the year before and keep continuing to like even show my kids that no matter what you want to do just keep chasing after your dreams until you accomplish it and if that happens or it doesn't happen don't give up on it and I think hopefully there will be some legacy that's left that will be enjoyed and that people can kind of just know of like he stuck with it he trained hard he was smart with how he did everything and but at the end of the day, I'm not really too concerned or thinking about that right now. Do you ever Google yourself? No. So <laughs> I, I ask that because, you know, we do research on you before we do these. I do know there's an Olympic skier because people have told me that. So there's yeah, a, that's what I was going to show. Know I was an Olympic skier before. He knew. I will show um, our audience. That means you can get the tattoo, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's what that means. <laughs> Get the rings. So there it is. Yeah, it is with funny. your picture. Oh, wow. It even says it over there. Oh, oh Western yeah. New York. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Yep. Nope. And I'm not 40. You, you won a silver medal. <laughs> wow. I'll take it. February okay. 22nd. Is that your birthday? Oh. February 22nd? Nope. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I wonder that's how I need to change that Google. <laughs> I'm sure CrossFit can change it for you. Yeah, just send him an email. So with the whole Trevor, the whole Trevor thing, things like that, how comical does that get? And when you come home and your your own kids are holding up 
Way to go, Trevor Signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, you got Tina, you got Timmy the Tool Man, you got yeah, I mean there's all of them. Max comes up with these ridiculous names all the time. Um but at the end of the day, it's just it's funny. Uh, when it actually started getting to where people were calling me like Trevor and like not sure like what the difference actually is, I was like, okay, like we need to stop <laughs> thing of like, no, that's not actually my name. Uh, it's just kind of more of the joke of the alter ego inside the gym walls. But when people were like, I would be like running by, like, let's go, Trevor. I want to be like, yeah, name's still Travis. And just like, <laughs> I, like I get it though. Uh, and it's all fun. I mean, I understand the concept of what he's referring to but now travis is one that shows up and he's the one that executes so it was good fun for a while and we still he still jokes about it all the time so sydney michaelishan so you grew up in winnipeg manitoba yeah okay so canadian geography i'm i'm not the best at but that is like way east correct uh, so Canadian uh, geography, I'm not great at either, <laughs> but we're, we're like dead center. Like we're central Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're over like Michigan. I have no idea. Don't know. All right. I just we'll know just we're, pass, we're we'll right just pass on that. Okay. Um, how bit, so did you grow up in Winnipeg? Yeah. What are the differences between it and Boston? Oh my gosh. Okay. So the number one thing that comes to mind because I just was in Boston is the driving. People here are so aggressive. They drive so fast and they're really, really mean. Like I <laughs> don't even know how I survived. I had to drive my sister to the airport and I missed like seven exits. We added like an hour to our time. Like if you miss an exit, you're done. Like, honestly, you're done. Like, no one's letting you in. People will destroy you. Like, I thought I signaled, like, you're going through tunnels, too. Like, we don't have, like, tunnels. They're so scary. I hate driving in tunnels. But I'm, like, driving through them. I think I'm doing, like, the right thing. And then someone's flipping me off, like, five times. And I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm driving correctly. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't. But the driving, <laughs> hands down. Winnipeg is so chill. Because I don't even know. But I thought Winnipeg drivers were mean and aggressive. Not even on the same planet. Page Powers. So you are in semis at, at 18. Uh, you hold your own. Then really, like, I was looking at some numbers. Your improvement from last year to this year is, like, mind-boggling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely been quite a few changes that attribute to that. So I actually have a stat sheet our partners at fantasyfitnessing.com put together. Uh, okay. And I'm going to pull that up real quick. So <laughs> what they've done is <clears throat> there's a lot of things on here, but I want to focus on these here. And this is, okay. they take, if an event included one of these movements, they put it on this list. And if okay. you go in the far left is the most recent and the far right is the earliest that you did that. And it's basically from 2020 forward. Okay. So like you look at burpees and at Wadapalooza 19th, 30th um, at the Bayside Chipper and then the open 500. And then when we get to this year, now we're going, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, 17th and second. Um, if you look at the clean, 
Now, you were very strong for your age. So this isn't really a good representation of every other movement. But like, like look at um, GHD sit-ups. Quarterfinals, 66th. And then now we're like 15th, 9th, 15th. And these two are quarterfinals, 66th to 15th. And first at the Atlas Games. Handstand push-ups. 28th at Wadapalooza, first at the Atlas Games. Um, snatch. We got a 13th at quarterfinal, sixth at the Granite Games, second at Atlas Games. Um, and then there's thrusters, which, you know, 400s to 285th. Uh, toes to bar. You're in the hundreds here. And now you're up to seventh at the Atlas Games. Wall balls. Uh, Granite Games 15th, Atlas Games first. So it is pretty amazing how much better you've gotten at so many different events. I want to ask you, so when I, <clears throat> when I first saw you at Mayhem, I looked at you as a power athlete. You were really strong for a 16-year-old. And you were good on the machines. Now I see a much more well-rounded athlete um, going into this year's games. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I think a lot of it um, has to do with just overall, like um, I've, I mean, since I have moved to uh, Cookville and done Mayhem Athlete programming, it's definitely a lot of volume. And um, so it kind of like forces you to get used to the movements and get better at the movements. Um, but I also think it kind of attributes to just overall, um, I've been in the sport like five years now, um, just under. So I think it's kind of like a collective, uh, it's like all coming together. Freya Moosebrugger. Okay, so I looked at who was at the Atlas game. It looks like there's about five or six of you that are 20 or younger. Yeah. And three of you are going to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, Emma, Lawson, Paige Powers, and yourself. Is there is there some sort of camaraderie amongst the younger kids that are that are competing at these? Or do you all know each other from, you know, teenage years competing and things like that? What, what does that culture sort of look like? Well, I definitely, when I first started, uh, I was 16. And so I was very well aware of the top girls in the teens. Um, they didn't so much know me because I never got to compete at that, at the games level as a teen. But I definitely looked up to those girls. So it's cool that we all aged up and got competitive in the individual category as well. Uh, I think you know, with ev no matter the age, there's camaraderie amongst us competitors. And I think it's cool to see all us young guns coming up and, you know, holding our own. But I really don't think age plays a factor into it at all. <laughs> Interesting. So what makes you say that? Uh, just, I think if you're competing at this high level, um, as a younger person, you have a sense of maturity and you're able to um, be a around let's say 20 to 30 year olds and be able to hold a conversation with them and get to know them on a more personal level just it's not purely just competitive nature coming into that like you're able 
I'm able to talk to those older girls and not feel intimidated. Amanda Barnhart. Um, you're a doctor of physical therapy. Put in the seven years of school. That is that is commendable right off the, the bat. Um, you don't practice now, but we had uh, Matilda Garns on a couple days ago, and she's a physical therapist in Europe. And she's, and I asked her, does that help you as an athlete? And she says, I have the physical therapist on one shoulder and I have the athlete on the other shoulder and the athlete always wins. <laughs> it is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes feel, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the physical therapist in me wins. Um, not as often, definitely not as often. But um, especially as I've gotten older, I'm a lot smarter than I used to be. Um, um, if something's hurting, I know this is going to hurt me worse and it's not making me fitter in the moment. Like I'm making a choice. Like I'm digging a hole on an injury. I'm digging a hole on a recovery. Um, I make the choice to stop. And I used to not do that. And a lot of I would be bold enough to say majority of young athletes absolutely do not do that games athletes, especially like you don't get to the games unless you have that killer instinct. You have that dig to push through when you don't want to. So we all have it. Um, when you're young, everyone pushes through everything. Everyone does every piece of on their programming without any questions, doesn't skip anything. As you get older, you learn that that is not how you always have to train. Um, and you can't, uh, your body starts to wear down and you um, you get a lot more out of your recovery if you learn to listen to your body and not dig that hole. You know, it's the end of a Saturday and you have one more piece and your shoulder hurts and you're supposed to do something that you know is really going to hurt your shoulder and your recovery is already like really killing you. And you, you make the choice to be like, what is best for my body right now? Like my mind wants me to do this because I'm going to feel better about it. I'm going to feel like I did everything I could did all of my training. Um, but I've gotten to the point now where I've learned that sometimes you have to make the choice to walk away from things, whether it's because of an injury or because of recovery. Um, yeah. So the PT in me struggles with, you know, the, the body pain stuff, but the experienced athlete in me has learned a lot in when to say no and when to walk away and when it's okay to push through, like this is the time of year where I, I push through a lot more than I would in January, um, because it matters so much more now. But I think it's cool that she said that because I absolutely can relate. I think it's an advantage being a DPT. You have so much knowledge about the body. You know exactly what's going on. You have an injury. You know how to fix it. Um, obviously, you need people to help you. You can't do everything yourself. But the awareness in of itself is such an advantage. Ariel Lowen. It's, it was just beautiful to watch, right? You won by 40 points. There was no doubt. Mm -hmm. You won right. three or four events. And I would say going in, I was probably following your career. I was probably most confident in event two for you. Yep. Same. Same. Yeah. That's the one event I expected like, oh, okay, I would expect to win this. And it was the one event I did not. <laughs> Are you glad it turned out that way that the, the workout you were most confident in wasn't necessarily your best workout? I don't know. It was just a weird one because I PR'd my row. My old row PR was like 740. I got off the rower at like 725. More time than I expected to have. It was just so surprising that I was like, oh, 
this one's easily, I got off the rower fast. That means I can walk on my hands fast, but just seeing like a little bit of that confidence that like the other girls are that good too. They're getting off the rower at the same time and still moving fast. I wasn't going as fasted as I anticipated, I think. So we talked about that event with Emily on Tuesday night on this show. And she said that she was talking to you. Oh my goodness. Speaking of the Ross, this is for Kyle. <laughs> Will you accept the throw? Will you accept my rose? <laughs> oh my goodness. You get it. You get it. You get it. Yeah. You get it. Oh, I know. I totally get it. Uh, for, for the listeners that are not familiar with Kyle and oh, Emily Rolf, Kyle and, and Dylan are soulmates. Yeah. And uh they are they are to have a rose ceremony, I believe, at the CrossFit game. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.